Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business. And today I'm on with Gabriela Di Lorenzo, Director of Digital Strategy at Master Media. So thank you so much, Gabriela, for being in the show and giving us the opportunity to interview you in the show. Ah, yeah. Thank you for having me. Awesome. And uh, Gabriela right here is an expert in digital media, particularly in wine and uh, spirits. And you have a pretty rich experience in this space. So can you share a little about how did you start in the industry or in the space? Yeah. So I actually, just like any college kid, I was looking for a job um, straight out of Villanova. I knew I wanted to do marketing. Um, so that's kind of where I was looking. But my first job is actually in sales. Um, I quickly realized sales wasn't my passion. So I moved into digital media. Um, and I started at this small agency in New York City called the Media Kitchen. Um, and that's where I had a lot of incredible mentors. I learned a ton about media basics. Um, I started with paid search and then branched out into programmatic and paid social. And so from there, I kind of just kept um, moving from agency to tech side and then back to agency side. Um, and finally, was able to work on um, Spirits Brands, um, which is where I am today. And uh, as what I said, that's uh, a pretty rich experience. And can you talk about uh, any, I, I know, um, challenges and obstacles, that's what makes the, the journey that we have better, in my opinion. But can you talk about like any challenges or obstacles that you face and how did you overcome that in the space? Yeah, I think being in a space like digital media, you need a lot of creativity um, and you kind of like got to, I don't know, not to be a cliche, but pull yourself up by your bootstraps and kind of figure out what the next step is going to be. And top of mind really is back um, when cookie deprecation started happening. Um, we used to target people by their kind of behaviors and their browsing behaviors um, across the web. And then cookie deprecation happened um, and we had to start thinking of new um, and maybe even better ways to reach our, our target audience. So maybe that looks like working with, um, as a spirits brand, a publisher like Vine Pair, because we know that those people are very um, endemic to spirits and they're very focused on finding recipes or finding new spirits brands. Um, or it's looking at contextual resources. So maybe we have have a spirits brand that's 100% sustainable. So we want to be um, in environments that are talking about sustainability, like maybe on a mic or um, really publishers that are focused on sustainability. Um, but then we've, we just need to kind of keep pushing along with new tech partners, um, people who are using like mobile um, ad IDs or unique IDs like on the trade desk. So you kind of just need to roll with it um, and keep exploring new technologies. And I think the way that I've um, kind of kept going throughout my career is just exploring new technologies and being open to new opportunities. Um, so that's that's what I would say. <laughs> that's, that, that's amazing. And how do you uh, ensure your digital media effort align with your overall brand identity and values? Yeah, I think it is always has to be dependent. It starts at the brand and the brand identity. So one brand that I've had the opportunity and the privilege to work on is Grey Goose. And they have a really um, like precise brand identity where they know who they are. Um, they know how they want to show up in culture. Um, and so the challenge there is to find publishers and um, to try to find places to show up that are also just as premium as Grey Goose and who reach like the really 
um, precise core audience and to show up authentically within those spaces. So um, we would want to work with um, a really popular publisher like a Vogue. Um, we were able to pull off a program um, with Vogue last year around Met Gala, um, as well as be one of the sponsors um, for their first Vogue World Fashion Show. So I think it's really knowing your brand and knowing if you're a premium spirit, those premium environments where you're going to be able to work um, well in, uh, and then really being able to make the connection with the publisher um, to the audience in a really authentic way. Uh, I totally agree. And that's also like somehow the pattern that I see in this space. And um, I'm not sure if I've asked you about this, but how do you navigate to the challenges of like advertising uh, alcohol products on, on digital platform, considering the, the strict regulation and restrictions? Yeah, um, I think you just have to stay um, up to date with all the regulations and make sure that your targeting is very, very uh, precise. We obviously have to be mm. 21 plus um, at the very least, and then on LDA compliant publishers. And you always do those checks with all the publishers that you're running on, or you have that layer of targeting um, on top. Um, and so it's really just staying in like within the boundaries of, of the alcohol space um, and making sure you're not overstepping. Um, brand safety is really, really important in digital media. So ensuring mm -hmm. that you're um, only showing up in kind of adult environments and you're removing any child uh, friendly content. So I'm thinking like YouTube, we pull out all of the child friendly content, obviously, because we wouldn't want to show up in like a family friendly programming. Um, and then also being really clear with our partners that, um, you know, they know we're alcohol and, and I think all partners are aware of how serious those legal restrictions are. So it isn't um, as big of a challenge as you would think. It's just kind of being aware of your targeting and of the audience that you're hitting with your ads. Exactly, exactly. And how about transitioning to like KPIs and um, metrics and KPIs? Like, can you speak to any metrics or KPIs you use to, to measure success of mm -hmm. uh, the campaigns that you're doing? Yeah, definitely. I think it always it always depends on the goal for that campaign and the brand. So it's really different when you have a branding campaign for um, like a, a small um, startup like brand versus maybe a larger brand like Bacardi Rum or um, a Patron or 1800 Tequila. So um, I think when you have a direct response campaign, you really have to rely on platform level metrics. Um, you have to pixel your site as well as track ad revenue and make sure that you're taking into account fractional attribution when you're analyzing your digital uh, performance because maybe somebody will go onto Drizzly and they'll be looking up um, or they'll, they'll have in mind that they want to make margaritas on Friday night. Um, so they'll go on Drizzly in order to order their tequila and maybe they'll choose um, like 1800 or Patron tequila because that's something that they had at the top of their mind and they just searched that keyword. But before that, they probably saw um, Patron ads on Instagram. Maybe there was an influencer who um, was having a party and they had a Patron bottle on the table or on their bar, bar cart and the consumer saw that and um, it was top of mind when they're going to make their purchase. So I think using fractional attribution for a lower funnel direct response campaign is really important. Um, and looking at things like return on ad spend, conversion rates, 
Um, but then when you're thinking of branding, um, I think it's really important to understand brand familiarity, um, past usage of the product and um, potential asking questions of a person, you know, um, is this a brand that you would consider purchasing in the next four weeks? Um, or is this a brand that you've been seeing about uh, seeing lately or hearing about lately? Um, so I think it just depends on the type of campaign that you're running, um, but always being really close to what your KPIs are um, personally. Um, I like to have the KPIs set out for me in the beginning of the campaign so that it's really clear throughout the entire campaign and we can track it throughout the entire campaign and make sure that we're hitting on those KPIs um, and not just get to the end of the campaign and say like, hey, did we do it or what's the deal? <laughs> it, it's it's amazing how you provided like structure to, to the answer that you have and like the, the enthusiasm that you that you have in just providing those answers. I'm, I'm sorry, it's just fascinating. So um, another thing is that how do you adapt to to the um, the latest trends uh, in development? I can also like ask this, like including or involving AI around. I know that's like, um, I know AI has been up for a very long time. It's just became more popularized because of chat GPT. But how does that affect your um, space, including the latest trends in development? Yeah, I think ChatGPT is a really powerful tool for like things maybe you don't know or things that you don't have top of mind. So it can, not that it's going to replace Google, but I think that it's another resource like Google that isn't filled with ads and you could just go and ask a very direct question. Um, for junior level people, I think it's really valuable for them to be able to say, I don't know what my director just said to me, so let me go to ChatGPT and see if I can kind of do some research there and then kind of piece it together. So I don't think that it's something that people in our industry should really use as a crutch or use as like their guiding star, but I think it's more of a research tool at this point. Um, and then on the creative side, I don't think that it can really replace what a creative team can do. I know a lot of the brands that I work on have incredible creative teams and they bring the brand from paper um, to life. And it's like really amazing to see how they keep all of the brand colors consistent. Um, if there's a set that we're filming on, they have like all of the, maybe the ingredients, like um, if there's a specific wheat that the brand uses, or if there's an agave that the brand uses, they could bring those like natural elements in, or if there are color cues, they could bring in those colors into the set um, and make sure that the feel of the set and the vibe is exactly what meets the brand. And I don't think that AI can replace mm -hmm. that. Um, from like a creative standpoint. I, I, I totally agree with that one. And mm -hmm. uh, another thing, I'll be asking um, an advice from you. Like what advice can you give to other like media professionals um, looking to like scale in the space for succeed in the, in the industry? I think people just have to stay curious and like stay on top of industry trends. I think once you stop asking questions and digging into things is when things can get mm -hmm. kind of stale. Um, and maybe you lose engagement or lose interest with what you're doing. Um, but I think when you just keep exploring new technology, keep asking questions, um, that's when you keep learning and you keep growing. And that's when you could push yourself as well as the teams that you're sitting with um, and then kind of like push your brand forward to excel. I agree, I agree. And um, another, uh, I know this question, probably the answer to this question is already, um, you already provided with the answers that you've came up with earlier but i'm gonna ask it anyways like what strategies or like tactics have you found like most effective in leveraging like digital media to mm -hmm. promote and market wine and spirits 
And, and yes. how do you ensure that your uh, messaging resonates with your like target audience? I think it again comes back to like the brand identity and kind of how we we're talking about bringing or just now with the AI part of the conversation, um, kind of like bringing the brand identity through every aspect of the campaign, like whether it's through mm -hmm. a set or like I said before, you have to align with publishers that align with your brand values. Um, and so I think that it's um, important to pick strategies that kind of align with what your brand is. So if you have a super premium brand, um, Maybe you want to pick more premium placements within an Instagram or Facebook, or maybe even leverage influencers who have more of like a luxury lifestyle um, than an influencer who might be a little bit more casual. Um, so I think that some strategies that work really well, um, influencer advertising has been very successful recently. Obviously it's grown um, a ton over the past couple of years and gained a lot of traction. Um, but I think that the way that you craft that strategy is you take a look at the brand um, and then you kind of find an influencer that aligns with your brand values. That way it comes across as super authentic. Um, and then on the flip side of that, when you're not using an influencer, I think that the creative and the message that you get across to the customer is super important, um, especially if you're in an environment like Instagram, um, where people are being hit with ads left and right, um, you really want to stand out. And so if you have an ad that looks kind of authentic and kind of um, it matches the consumer's values, then you'll kind of grab their attention more. And you want to continue reaching them and continue the conversation with that consumer um, to make sure they don't forget about you. And also to make sure that they think of you when they're like maybe in the liquor store and they're reaching for a tequila. Like I said before, if they're making like margaritas on a Friday and they're physically in store, if they've seen maybe a Casadora's ad a couple of times throughout the week, maybe they saw them on Instagram twice and then they saw them when they were watching Hulu and then they saw them again um, when they were reading something on Vogue magazine. I'm just like making things up. Um, that's just more familiarity. And when they see that bottle in the store, they'll reach for it, even if it is a dollar or two more than another tequila, just because it's more top of mind and they're more aware of what the brand might be. Agree. That's why you need to uh, establish the uh, familiarity for your brand. And it's amazing how precise you slice through this um, question. <laughs> and another thing that I'm going to ask you is that um, I really like the enthusiasm. Again, you, you're pretty um, accurate and precise in providing answers to these questions. But uh, Gabriela, what's what is your like the, the the core principle that you have that allows you to um, establish the the skills that you have right now? I think just being authentic is really important. Um, whether it's being authentic when you show up in the workplace um, and, and speak with your clients or speak with your team, um, because it's really easy to relate to someone who you know they're not like hiding anything, um, but that's just on like an interpersonal level. But I think mm -hmm. for a brand, it's also important to be authentic because consumers can really see through when there is a brand that is advertising itself as a luxury good, but maybe it's just like a dollar or two, um, like that's what it costs to make that product. So I think just being authentic and in, in what the product is, um, as well as making creative and and crafting a brand message that is authentic to that brand and tells a story in a really creative and exciting way. I I actually um, like that a lot, especially in podcasting. It it instead of like looking at it as interviewing someone. Mm -hmm. I receive an advice. It's always better to like just 
have the podcast like you're having a conversation or having like a cup of coffee with someone yeah. so authenticity uh <laughs> that's amazing and uh, what you provided to us it's a pretty short conversation but again you've been pretty um precise and accurate uh, which is pretty amazing so um Gabriela if uh anybody wants to connect with you or uh, reach out to you or thinking about like partnering with you uh, what would be the best way to do that um you can reach out on LinkedIn and connect I'm G DiLorenzo or Instagram is cool too Gabriela DiLorenzo mm-hmm. I have bunch of syllables in my name but you can find me either way <laughs> okay and um those uh informations i'll be including it in the show uh, link so i guess cool. you can just check it out in that uh section so what you provide i'm gonna repeat again what you provide to us is super insightful and i think we can consider it uh as a liquid gold from awesome. someone who have experience like yours Thank so you. <laughs> um guys if you uh, made it this far i thank you so much for sticking with us if you guys if you guys have like any value from today's episode we would love to get a rating or a review on where you get the podcast and also if there's someone you know in the midst of growing their business or thinking about like starting their own business you know digital media is pretty helpful and that's like the the topic that we have in this episode so you can send this episode to them take one thing that you learned today and the most important thing is go out implement and execute it and let us know how it goes you want to hear about your wins so above all thank you so much for being with us again your Biela, thank you so much for being um i guess in our show yeah thank you everyone see you in the next episode <laughs> cheers Bye.